On today's episode of Locked on Spartans, that's right, we are back breaking down another upcoming Spartans game as the Spartans take on Western Kentucky, and we have Jared McDonald of the Bowling Green Daily News here to help us out with that. Let's go. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. Happy October. Happy, uh, what, you know, all right, wipe the smile off your face. I gotta, I gotta freak you guys out about Western Kentucky today. Enough of the games, enough of the pleasantries. No, we're gonna get right into it and I'm gonna scare you. Um, I'm only slightly kidding about that. Uh, as you guys may or may not know, this game's got me shook. We will get to it in, uh, a, a little bit, a little bit. Um, maybe this is just who I am. I just freak out about everything. You can thank John L. Smith for that. Uh, my trust issues surrounding Michigan State. Those are scars that cannot be fixed, cannot be covered up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wear them on this microphone here to fill your ears with, uh, yeah, my slight panic about the upcoming game between the Hilltoppers and Spartans. But first, yeah, let's do the housekeeping. Uh, first and foremost, need to th- just genuinely thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, making Locked On Spartans your first listen of. Every day, or your lunch listen, your driving up to go tailgate listen, the however uh, or whenever you listen to this podcast, I just want to thank you guys for that. Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find folks get your podcast. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. If you ever have any questions, comments, or want to yell at me for scaring you about today's or tomorrow's game whenever you decide to listen to this, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the route to go. Like I said, segment two, we will be joined by Jared McDonald. He writes about the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers for the Bowling Green Daily News. But first, uh, let's just go through MSU's keys to the game before we get to the Hilltoppers' keys to the game and finding out more about them, shall we? Uh, if you read my work on theonlycolors.com, a lot of this might sound a little familiar. I apologize, but really, that's that's on you for choosing to digest uh, two different forms of media from me. So that's, uh, yeah, that, that's on you. Also, thank you for doing so. Thank you very much. Uh, first thing we want to see, and hey, I'm going to start off with an obvious one, really obvious one. Let, let's see the Spartans get off to a fast start here. Now, no, yeah, no kidding. W- will a key to the game ever be watching MSU get off to a slow start? Hell no. That sounds ridiculous. That's, that'd be foolish. But the reason I bring up this fast start is because I go to the Western Kentucky side right here, and we talk about this with Jared coming up next segment, so I won't be too long about it, but against Army, slow start in their part. That game ended in a three-point Western Kentucky defeat after they were just trying to claw their way back the entire game. Very following week against Indiana, at at home, at home for the Hilltoppers as well. Another slow start for them. Uh, namely from the defense, especially. Uh, Indiana started off with two touchdowns and then three field goals, and that was their whole first half. They scored in all five drives. When you lose by two points, though, at the very end, you, you kind of look back at that slow start, and West Kentucky really just has, has played from behind uh, in their last two games against you know the best opponents they've played so far, Army and Indiana. So if MSU can jump out 14-0, 17-0 lead, I, you know what, screw it, I, 35-0 is the only start I will accept from our Spartans. But no, on a real note, uh, fast start because that's been the MO of why the Hilltoppers have been playing from behind and clawing back into, well, contention, not victory. So let's keep it like that. Number two is 
the run game has to cook for Michigan State. Took a little break of being dominant last week. It's no shame in that, though. Like, we've beat into the ground already this week. That's a pretty good defense Nebraska has. I mean, bottling up Kenneth Walker to a three-point whatever yards per carry. All right, no, no shame in that. This is a good opportunity for a bounce-back game, though. West Kentucky gives up 4.5 yards per carry. So, Kenneth Walker, Jordan Simmons, this this could be a nice bounce-back game. And they'll have to have a good bounce-back game because this goes into time of possession. Hogging the ball, keeping the defense off the field. I don't want to see our defense on the field all too much, especially with West Kentucky's air raid, fast-paced offense. Mm-mm, no, I, I want the, 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 the fine gentlemen that play defense resting very nicely on the bench, watching MSU come up with drives that take a few minutes off the clock here and there. And that's what Army and Indiana did. Goes without saying Army. If you know Army, the triple option, that they ran the ball 67 times against Western Kentucky and had the ball for 39 minutes and 38 seconds. That's, yeah, that, that'll that win a, a possession battle right there. Indiana, not too far away, their very next game. They actually held on to the ball for 38 minutes and 34 seconds. That helps, keeps the defense fresh, and yeah, with the, the least uh, amount of plays West Kentucky can run, the better. That's a pretty good rule of thumb, I would say, for all football games, but especially when you're playing a spicy opponent like the Hilltoppers. Uh you know what, and I'm just going to actually throw these stats out here for you before, because we'll talk about West Kentucky uh, quarterback Bailey Zappi coming up in the next segment, and this is why I am uh, striking fear into your hearts, because Bailey Zappi and offensive coordinator Zach Kitley, who were paired up together at Houston Baptist, did wonderful things there, and then Kitley hired on at West Kentucky, Bailey Zappi, transfers to West Kentucky, and uh, yeah, they've been clicking at 400 passing yards per game so far this year. Yikes. Yeah, yow. Oh boy. That's uh, second highest in the nation. And yeah, they get the ball out quick. Uh, screen passes to the outside. Um, short routes. Uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the whole kit and caboodle uh, right there. So it's going to take discipline from the, the nickels, the safeties, which has not really been, knock on wood, has not been a problem all year. I mean, this has been a pretty good showing from the defense, I would say. So far to the season as far as uh, discipline, seeking out those short routes early, getting heads to the ball, and clean tackling as well. Gonna absolutely have to need that because, yeah, just like I said, West Kentucky's MO. Uh, quick passes, and listen, you're not completing 73.1% of your passes without some easy decisions to make. And that's uh, that's a clip that Bailey Zappi is throwing the ball at right now, so... Along with that, too, uh, the, the linebackers, yeah, we're going to need discipline from them, of course. Uh, they, they do love running RPO. Pretty good at it. They, they ran the ball actually okay uh, against Indiana last week, and that's not you know what they're known for, per se. But, yeah, they, they did good enough of a job. I think it's because, well, Indiana probably understandably on their heels, knowing that, yeah, they're going to they're gonna air the bleep out of the ball. So, yeah. <sighs> How am I doing so far? Am I scaring you guys yet? Is that uh, are we all in the same wavelength of fear going into this game? Um, no, no doubt. And this is something that Jared brings up at the end of uh, our, our chat coming up here. Is it, let's not get it twisted. Michigan State still the better team. They're the Big Ten team. They're not the Conference USA team that they should win. 
But, oh boy, uh, yeah, t- t- tra- yeah, trap game, I guess, th- this could be. I mean, this is definitely the, the game I'm most scared about, more so than, like, a Rutgers or a Maryland game. And don't get me wrong, by the time it's time to preview those games, I'd probably psych myself out and think that we'll lose by, by 30, as I usually do. But, no, this is, um, this would be a good game. This, this would be uh, a good win, should the Spartans pull it out. Um... Yeah, listen, I, I'm not going to tout it like beating Nebraska or, or the, you know, Penn State or the Indianas of the world. But no, this this would be a game that you could turn around and it wouldn't be like, you know, beating Youngstown where it's like, okay, hey, ho-hum. All right, yeah, that's what, you know, great, cool. No, no I, I think you'd actually put a little bit of pride on this one, just a little bit. That's how much uh, these Hilltoppers have me freaked out right now. So, hey. <sighs> Yeah, well, we'll all, you know what? We're, we're going to get through it together. Actually, I'll, I'll be at a wedding in Traverse City this weekend, and uh, I'll be wine tasting for the entire day leading up to kickoff. So, yes, we will be getting through it together, but also uh, probably about four gallons of rosé will help me get through it as well. All right, guys, uh, just like I said, on the other side of this break, we will be joined by Jared McDonald. He covers Western Kentucky, but first, I need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right, baby. Talking about the nine staple flavors of coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, oh, you don't have one yet. Well, can I interest you in the mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors so you can kind of uh, build yourself a little sample platter of Built Bar here. I'll tell you what, they'll spoil it for you. They're all going to taste great. You're going to love every single one of them. I do. They are the best tasting protein bar, and they have uh, they have pretty incredible stats to back it up too. Check out these macros right now. Each built bar, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. That is bananas. How do they do it? Eh, no idea, but I do know how to give you a promo code. Go to built.com. Smash in promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. That's use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Get yourself some Built Bars, baby. This podcast is locked on Spartans, but really this might have more of a fear factor flavor to it as uh, this Western Kentucky game has had me frightened all summer and, well, the start of fall, too. So we've got Jared McDonald, yes, the sports reporter of the Bowling Green Daily News in to either help me or make me even more scared. So before we get into that, Jared, how on earth are you doing today, man? Thanks a lot for joining us. Hey, man, I'm not bad at all. You know, it's football season. We've got a fun team to watch in Western Kentucky, so I can't complain too much. You know, getting ready for that big game up in East Lansing on Saturday. Uh, it's homecoming there, isn't it? That, yeah, that sounds about right. I'll unfortunately have to be missing it for a wedding, so I, I'm trying not to think about it as I'll be sad to be missing it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right that it is homecoming. Yeah, so um, it should be a great yeah. environment. I'm excited. No doubt, yeah. Under the lights, too. I can't beat it, man. Can't beat it. Um, speaking of under the lights, uh, West Kentucky did play against Indiana, and it was the same time as the last Michigan State game, so a lot of us Spartans didn't get to keep their eye on that West Kentucky-Indiana game. Can you kind of just give us a, a short synopsis of what happened that game? Yes, the Hilltoppers only lost by two points, but was that a good indicator of the game? Was it closer than it actually was? Could West Kentucky have won? How'd it go down? No, I think it was a good indicator of the game. Western Kentucky got down early, um, you know, got down a couple scores in the first quarter. Their defense really kind of struggled to, you know, get Indiana off the field, gave up seven of ten first downs in the first half. 
Um, and, you know, Indiana was able to score on each of their first half possessions, a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals. Um, but with Western's offense that they have this year, it really does a good job of keeping them in any game they play. Uh, mm-hmm. They were able to get within two, three times in the second half and just really couldn't, you know, take that next step and, and overtake Indiana at any point. They had an opportunity, had a couple of defensive stops, forced Indiana to punt, um, and Western was at Indiana's 48, faced a fourth and one, fourth and two, you know, kind of in between there, um, and decided to punt it away and put the pressure on, you know, its own defense. But uh, Indiana was able to score. Western answered, and, you know, it was a, still a two-point game at the end there. Um, so it was a close game. Western had their chances, but, you know, Indiana pulled it out. And also, like, the reason that I and a lot of Spartans have fear of watching Kentucky is, yeah, just like you're saying, they're a spicy team. They're always going to be in it. And a lot of that is because uh, transfer quarterback Bailey Zappi, who transferred from Houston Baptist after what averaging, I think it was like 458, 460 yards per game over there. So how has he been this season? Has he lived up to the, the transfer hype that was surrounding him? I think he has exceeded the transfer hype that surrounded him. <sighs> I think Crap. Western, right. he has to be. <laughs> I think Western Kentucky has to be extremely pleased with him. Uh, it obviously helps. He followed Zach Kitley uh, over. That's Western Kentucky's offensive coordinator now. He spent three years at uh, Houston Baptist as their offensive coordinator. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of hype for Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky, maybe not nationally because Houston Baptist wasn't as successful in terms of wins and losses, but their offense, put up tons of points in those losses. Um, and, you know, Bailey Zappi did it against a lot of FBS teams, even though Houston Baptist is an FCS school. Um, and Saturday against Indiana was actually his first home game against an FBS opponent. Um, but, you know, he's, he's completing over 73% of his passes. It has already passed for over 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns. So he's really the one that commands that offense, and he's got a bunch of receivers that he can throw it to. And I think that's something that can keep them in a lot of games, and I think it's going to come down to whether Western Kentucky's defense can you know, slow teams down a little bit. You can't see this. Obviously, we're talking over the phone, but I just have my head buried in my hands. I, I already hate Saturday night, man. This, <laughs> so other than like the, the great passing offense, like what, what else should keep me up tonight uh, about the, the Hilltoppers? Let's just keep piling on. What, what else do they do well? You know, I think that's probably the biggest thing. In years past, um, you know, the last couple of years and Tyson Helton's first two years as the team's head coach, the offense wasn't really, you know, as strong as it was in those mid-2010s when Western really kind of rose to national prominence, you know, made it in the top 25 in that 2015 season. Mm -hmm. But, you know, their defense was strong these last couple of years and especially their past defense. Um, You know, it hasn't necessarily been the same this year, they lost their defensive coordinator, Clayton White, to South Carolina. He took the same job there. Um, Maurice Crum was promoted to um, defensive coordinator after serving as co-defensive coordinator last year. Um, but, you know, I think part of that, too, is going up against some really good teams. Um, you know, Army does what Army does. They run the ball, and they run the ball, and they run the ball. Yeah. Um, and then they run it more after that. Right. But, you know. Um, and then Indiana is Indiana. That's a team that was in the preseason top 20. Um, so, you know, they're a good team. You know, it's Western Kentucky is always going to have their back up against the wall when they're playing a Big Ten team or any Power 5 team. And I see that kind of being the same case Saturday. I, I wouldn't say Western Kentucky's, you know, favored to win it by any stretch, but I wouldn't count them out either. I think it's a very winnable game for them. I just don't know if it's something that happens. Um, I think that's something that needs to be better is their, you know, rushing defense. Uh, opponents have rushed for over 220 yards per game, and you guys have a pretty good uh, yeah. you know, running back there, Kenneth Walker, don't you? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, he, he's been cooking. Tough, tough game last week, but not a lot of teams really run well against Nebraska. So not too worried right. about that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing for them is seeing how their defense plays Western Kentucky against this Michigan State offense. Yeah, because that's where I wanted to go next is just th- that defense. Like, do, do they stop the pass at all? Like, or, or is it pretty much just holes all over the defense here? Is there any redeeming qualities with, with the Hilltopper defensive side? Um, you know, I think it's tough to say. It seemed like last week against Indiana they were afraid of giving up a big play. Um, it gotcha. seemed like they were kind of loose, and, and that's what I think led to a lot of those third-down conversions in the first half. Um, you know, in each of these last two games, it's tough to say with that um, first game that Western Kentucky played because they're playing an FCS opponent in UT Martin. And, you know, the game was really – it kind of got out of hand. It wasn't a close game after Western Kentucky started scoring. You know, it seemed like they were able to score at will, put up 59 in that game. But these last two games, I think, are a bigger indicator. Western Kentucky's defense has struggled to get off the field, especially in the first half. So I think it's going to need to start better for them in the first half um, because in these last two games, Western's gone down two touchdowns. And, you know, when you put yourself in a 14-point hole against a team like Army, against a team like Indiana, or, you know, this week against Michigan State, you're really stacking the odds against you. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's going to be one of the big points of emphasis is, you know, trying to improve on – you know, the start of the game. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be the biggest key then for West Kentucky is just the, the start of the game, or is there really another key to the game that can make this uh, an upset alert for West Kentucky? You know, I think it, it does come down to the start and whether they can slow down Michigan state on offense. Uh, I think the op- offense Western Kentucky has proven they can play with anybody they've already put up, you know, they're averaging close to 42 points per game. You know, Bailey yeah. Zappi can throw it around the field. Um, the, the running game hasn't really gotten, going that much for Western Kentucky at this point. You know, they're averaging just over 81 yards per game on the ground. That's something they want to improve on. But when you get down, you have to throw the ball as well, and that's what this offense behind Zach Hitley wants to do anyway. But, yeah, I think that and cleaning up some penalties. Western Kentucky, it seems like in a lot of big games, they suffer a lot of penalties, and that was the case in the first half, especially against Indiana. And they finished with nine penalties for 59 yards uh, in the game. Most of those, like I said, were in the first half. There was one time Indiana lined up for, I believe it was a 51-yard field goal, missed it. Then Western Kentucky was called offside, and the kid came back and hit a 46-yarder. And, you know, mm. in a two-point game, that, that, that's a big three points. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I look, I look back to a game like BYU that Western Kentucky played last year. That's a really good BYU team last year. Just tons of penalties in that. So I think limiting the number of penalties they have in a big game is going to be another key for them. And just for my own peace of mind, if you don't mind, can you send me and the rest of the Spartan fans out on a high note? Um, what what should make us feel great about this game coming up on Saturday? You're a Big Ten team, and Western Kentucky yep. is now owing against Big Ten teams. You know what? I, uh, people, and I'm people, uh, forget that. Yeah, i, I got to remind myself that we, we still are the su- superior roster here, if not for nothing else. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I'd say I'd say that's probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, Western Kentucky, I think, will be very good in Conference USA. But, you know, against a Power 5 team, if you're a Group of 5 team, I think the odds are typically against you. So I, I, I would still pick Michigan State probably to win this one. And leading right into that, too, and this is the last question I have. Um, before I get there, thanks a ton for your time. And this has been a, a great rundown here of uh, Western Kentucky football. But do you do you have a – prediction it is early in the week for full transparency everyone it is monday this will come out later this week but do you have a an early prediction here for the game um i'm not sure about the score quite yet at this point um yeah. i do think michigan state will pull it out i think it'll be a close game 
um, you know, just because of Western Kentucky's offense and what they've been able to do. Um, you know, I think Michigan State defensively, you know, might be one of the better teams West Kentucky's faced so far this year and will face throughout the entire year. So I don't know if they're, you know, able to put up quite the same point totals that they have the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if Western Kentucky's defense is able to get some stops, I think it's a, a winnable game for Western Kentucky, even though I don't say they're the favorite to win this one. So West Kentucky plus 10.5, though, if you're a, a betting man like myself and probably sprinkle a few dollars mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, yeah, I might be thinking that, especially homecoming night there in East Lansing. So, yeah, a lot of factors that go into that one. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, hey, Jared, th- thanks a lot, man. This has been great. Um, love love the rundown and all the information about the Hilltoppers. And, hey, enjoy the rest of your week, man. Really, really do appreciate your time. You too, no problem. Happy to be on. We'll be back with our best bets of the weekend, an all-Big Ten edition. Uh, but first, conveniently enough, I need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. Oh, yeah. High notes for Friday, baby. Uh, We are back and better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit, all for signing up. But don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. All one word, NFL100 to double your initial deposit. That's nice. That's very nice. From football to basketball to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. We're talking Bet Online AG, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, that's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And let's keep the fun in football here with prize picks as well, guys. Prize picks, we are talking about the daily fantasy college sports leader. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as all the mid major players that you may have never even heard of. How fun's that? Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. So how on earth do you play? Well, you start by downloading the app from the App Store and Google Play. You deposit, but not without a nice little deposit match. That's right. Sign up, use promo code Locked On. that's all one word, and they're going to give you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. From there, you pick two to five players, the over-under on their projected numbers, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. That's right. It's just you against the numbers. No other team, no other lineup, just the numbers that you are picking against. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, Price Picks offers safe and easy withdrawals. That is just sensational. No, no more waiting around weeks to get some random check from Botswana and praying to God that your bank you know, cashes it. No, no, no. None of that with Price Picks. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN. Or go to the App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, gang. You know what time it is? It's best bet time, and uh, well, you know what? I don't get to say this a lot, but we we are we are in the black. We are in the black here, as I am eleven and nine on the season. <laughs> That's right. Another uh, three and two week. Last week we got West Kentucky plus nine and a half against Indiana. Arkansas plus four and a half against Texas A&M. Ooh-wee, that was a nice one. I'll tell you what wasn't a nice one, though. 
Clemson minus 9.5 over NC State. I asked, will the real Clemson Tigers please stand up last week? And oh, oh, I think they're standing up all right. Clemson's got some big-time issues going on down there. What a shame. What a shame. Uh, my What I think I called my lock of the week of over 50 in Michigan Rutgers, that did not go well. But, um, yeah, under 52 points for Michigan State. Nebraska did hit to put us in the black last week. Let's give it a try again this week, guys. we got nothing but big 10 games coming up for you, and I actually got two picks from the West Kentucky-Michigan State game coming up, so that'll uh, be picks four and five. But first, let's start it off with, <laughs> oh, you got to be one sick puppy to be watching this game willingly. Uh, we're talking Minnesota-Purdue. That's right, Minnesota, who just fell flat on their faces, 30.5-point favorites last week against, I think it was Bowling Green. I, not a team that I could even remember. Um, take it on Purdue, who just had to grind one out against a mean, tough Brett Bielma's Illinois team. Okay, so yeah, buckle up for that one uh, at noon, probably on C-SPAN 4. I can't imagine anyone wants to... Willingly, willingly air that game, but I will willingly take the under in that one. And that's, uh, I'm taking the under no matter what the score is. And that, that they gave us a total of 46 and a half. So that's, uh, that's going to be a grimy game to watch. And yeah, under 46 and a half, uh, Purdue's offense. Okay. I don't, not a lot of faith in them. Minnesota seems completely lost ever since losing Ibrahim and yeah. The next game, and I know what I'm doing here. I, I, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm walking right into the trap. I'm talking, of course, about uh, Michigan being one-point underdogs against Wisconsin on the road. And maybe part of the trap is that, yeah, Michigan, while they are undefeated and they've never trailed in any game, their schedule up to this point has also been the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, uh, Boy Scout Troop 496, uh, Rutgers, and also a field of Scarecrows. That's been their four games all at home. So, yeah, they're undefeated, but they haven't played anyone. Is Wisconsin anyone, though? Like, it, I, hand up, I was a Graham Mertz disciple. I was singing his praises all offseason. Wisconsin's going to be great. They're going to win the West. Graham Mertz is, uh, he's the real deal. He's back. Whoa, boy, howdy. <laughs> this will come as no surprise to loyal listeners of this podcast, but sometimes I have takes that are not correct. Let's put it that way. And that Graham Mertz take is not correct. Uh, Michigan's defense, well, I think will bottle up Wisconsin's offense. Yes, M- Michigan's run game kind of had a hiccup last week against Rutgers, and oh, they don't throw the ball either. Here's the thing, though. It's like I, Michigan hasn't had to throw the ball. Like, they can just bully teams running with, with their last four opponents. They're not that bad at throwing it when they absolutely have to. So I'll have to see it with my own eyes to completely doubt their passing game. I just think they'll find a way to, yeah, beat Wisconsin on the road here because this isn't even me thinking Michigan's good. They're fine. I just think Wisconsin sucks. Notre Dame, not that great. They got tuned up by them last week. So yeah, this line stinks out loud. A great rule of thumb is whenever a line stinks out loud, you cut against it and you reap the benefits. But no, I I would feel a lot better picking what I think is the obvious pick in Michigan and losing than trying to play it fancy and taking Wisconsin and then you know, it's the, oh yeah, no kidding. All right, Vegas once in a while doesn't know what they're talking about. So yeah, I'm taking Michigan plus one against Wisconsin in my uh, Matt gets his head lopped off trap pick of the week right there. Uh, another one, I'll be quick on this one. Under 49 and a half in Nebraska, Northwestern. Northwestern just completely lousy. Nebraska's got a good defense too. 
yeah, okay, I get it. Northwestern scored 35 against Ohio. Me and the first 10 people that wake up and listen to this podcast could probably score 35 points against Ohio. That's not a good Bobcat team. I don't think Northwestern will score more than 10 points uh, against Nebraska. Can Nebraska score more than 39 points against Northwestern? Maybe, I don't know, but yeah, I feel a lot more comfortable going under 49.5 because I just don't trust the Wildcats to do anything offensively on the road in Lincoln with who they have on offense. And last but not least, my last two picks will both be around the state game tomorrow, or tonight, depending on when you listen to this, of course. Goes without saying, um, I'm taking the Hilltoppers plus 10.5 here. I really hope I lose this one. I don't want to be stressed out. On Saturday, I doubt you guys do too. Oh, close games are fun though. No, they're not. Yeah, they're they're, they're fun if you don't have a dog in the fight. I, no, and the other one too is the total for this game is over under of sixty one and a half. I I think that this game is kind of a race to forty points. Who can get to forty points first? If you do the math there, uh, forty plus forty is eighty. I think that you know. Okay, fine. The first to thirty points, thirty five points. I. Anyway, you slice it up. I think that this game will be humming around the 61 and a half point range right now. Or hey, betonline.ag, get yourself a little teaser, a little mm, seven point teaser. Uh, take West Kentucky plus 17 and a half, and the over under goes down to 54 and a half. Yeah, look at me doing my math right there. So, yeah, that's it. So to recap, really quick, guys, under 46 and a half in a horrible Minnesota Purdue game. Uh, Michigan plus one because I just am taking the cheese right inside the mousetrap. Uh, under 49.5 in Nebraska Northwestern, over 61.5 with West Kentucky versus Michigan State, and I am taking the 10.5 points that the Hilltoppers are getting against our Spartans. I say, well, I'll say it again. I, I hope I'm wrong on that one. I hope I'm very wrong. Um, but hey, guys, if you don't trust my picks, got the podcast for you. Betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, run team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's have a great weekend. Have a great Saturday night if you're listening to this on the way to the tailgate. Make sure you mix a water in, maybe even two waters. Uh, get yourself a nice pretzel, too, at the concession stand. Keep the carbs going. And yeah, hey, let's just let's just have a fun, safe week, and then yeah, I'll see all your beautiful, uh, beautiful faces on Monday, baby. Let's go, go green. Just take care of business, please. I beg you, please. <laughs>